1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the petty. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick. Uh, So in the midst of a Fed rate cut and a relatively surprising result on Super Tuesday, we're all kind of trying to find our footing here this morning. Uh, in the market, and we'll talk about the reaction to both of those events. Uh, We also have a number of earnings, a number of ratings, uh, and our guest today is Ivan Feinseth from Tigress Financial Partners. He will join the show at 8.35. We'll also take some questions from the chat, as always. Joel, what's the word here in the overnight session?
3: A lot of green on the screen here, Spencer. We are trading up 64.5 handles at 30.61.50. Uh, pre-market low, 76.50. They tried to press it through uh, Tuesday's low, which was 29.73, and the bulls said no, 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 and uh, low was 76.50. Um, on the upside, we hit 30.74. Don't have much up there, folks, but for the remainder of the day, I'll be keeping an eye on Monday's close. That was 30.65. That was uh, the high of the rebound so far. We hit that and fallen back. Crude up 76 cents at 47.94. Gold, 16.50, seems to be a hurdle again, up 230 at 16.46.70. Silver, up a little bit more on a percentage basis, up 3.2 cents at 17.22. And Bitcoin, low volume, low action, up $20 at and. 90s. So Triple D are things calming down over there.
4: Uh it's calm a little calmer right now. We've calmed down a little bit last night. Wasn't as crazy of action either. We did bounce around a bit, but we're not moving around a thousand points overnight. So it's calmed down a bit, but we are up substantially here. And what do you catalyst. think? Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday, I would think, is the catalyst here, uh, with uh Biden gaining some ground.
3: Let's bring in our political reporter for this
4: Adala. Oh, is that me? Yes. yes. You're a a (laughs) political reporter.
2: Joe Biden is now in in the delegate delegate lead. uh, After last night, he won uh, 10 states in Super Tuesday. Bernie Sanders appears to have won California, which is the biggest prize. But Biden, uh, who was hanging on by a thread there uh, for a moment, did not look good, is clearly back in the race. Actually, you could uh, could say he's leading the race um, until they call California, really. Um, and so he swept the South and it looks like it's a two horse race now between Biden
4: and Bernie and wall street applauding that. I mean, the last thing wall street wants is Sanders. So anytime Sanders, you know, and and not that he completely faltered here, he gets California. That's huge, but he's not running away with it now. And Biden is back in it. And that's why the market is rallying substantially here this morning. So for one day, we're not moving on coronavirus. I mean, there's still coronavirus affecting it all. Don't kid yourself here. But I think the main driver of today is Biden. Uh, pretty much victorious here on Super Tuesday, I'll say it.
3: Yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's official now uh, coming over from uh, across the uh, bo- border there. Uh, I guess it's
4: <laughs> the Canadian talking <laughs> about US politics.
3: <laughs> I guess it's the ABB, anyone but Bernie. Uh,
4: it is. They they I'll- do not want Bernie. I don't want Bernie either for my job. You know he's going to totally attack Wall Street. He's going to attack us. He's going to attack traders. So you know I'm happy too for Biden.
3: I think it's going to come down to uh, running
4: mate. You know who it will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is there rumors on anybody on either either party? Because now I have turned down it
3: down. It. I have turned it down. I'm not getting involved in politics this year. Too much. Going. <laughs> well, well
2: there were reports yesterday <laughs> that, that Bloomberg's aides were were trying to convince him to drop out ahead of yesterday and uh, throw and him. join up with somebody. Join up with Biden. No. Uh, he he didn't do that. Um, but it's not a stretch to say Bloomberg could drop out. And join. It, it
4: looks like Bloomberg's out of it now. Like it looks like it's down to two people. Right. You can safely say it's two horse race.
2: L- like, it, like, it, yes. And it wouldn't surprise me if Bernie. Uh, I'm sorry. If if Biden were to like choose Bloomberg, so many bees. Uh, as as his. So many bees. Yeah. So, um, you know like,
3: what? I I'm gonna throw something out here from one of my sources. Okay. And I can't Big reveal sources? my yeah. What? It, yeah. Because if I told you. Who the source was, and it would be your source, and it wouldn't be my source. Okay.
4: All right. So don't tell me the source, but what is your source saying?
3: Stacey Abrams.
4: Joel, get out of here.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm just telling you what one of my sources said.
2: All right. Uh, <laughs> let's bring
3: it.
4: I, let's I, go I, back I, to the markets. <laughs> Do you know who
3: she is? Dennis? I don't. No. Uh, she's, a, she's a politician from the South uh, that uh, barely lost. What was the Georgia election? Yeah
2: she, yeah, she couldn't win her state her state election, so, uh, uh, so I don't think okay. she's going to be the running mate. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on here, away from that. Uh, as Dennis said, markets relatively calm, but were you guys surprised by the reaction to the rate cut yesterday?
4: Yes, <laughs>
3: we were um, on the phone together.
4: I mean. You couldn't have got a worse reaction. So here you are. The market's down slightly. We're down about you know twenty five thirty handles. And the Fed obviously didn't like the pullback in the markets. They were ready to strike on any pullback. Get a little pullback and out of the blue. I mean, we knew they were going to cut. We just didn't think they were just going to come and do it yesterday. I mean, we knew where they was going to be at the meeting. You know for sure. It was just a matter of when, not if. But anyway, it's kind of out of the blue because I don't think anybody expected it at 10 o'clock yesterday. And boom, rate cut, SP futures algos rip it higher. Oh, News man. algo rips it up like 70 handles on that. Get out to basically – where do we get to, Joel? We were talking about we it. We
3: caught – and we were on the phone. We were on the phone when
4: this happened. We you were just
3: you just got off – like,
4: We're like, what happened? I was like, oh, my <laughs> – they cut, they, they cut 50 basis points. And, uh, you know, you mentioned
3: uh 312, we, we did the spider and we did the s yeah. and I had thirty one twenty five. And, you know, that just goes to show you that, you know, having orders out there, yeah, you could have gotten, you know, you can also get picked off, but. There was, you know, there wasn't even a shot for me. It went up there it hung for a little bit. But then you're thinking, oh, I'll catch it when it comes back down. Yeah. But it came back down and went back up and then it was out. So, you know, those are kind of things where you have, and I've stressed this on the show so many times, if you're doing this kind of trading and you have like these wild targets, these wild levels, better for targets, you know, stick them out there. Because you never know. You never ever ever know when you're going to get done, and there was and that one of those instances where you would have gotten done and you would have had you know. Would have taken some heat, but 12 handles in this market, I mean, holy Toledo. That, that's not nothing.
4: That's like, a, that's like a tick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, 50% retracement just comes into play. We talk about, you know, it's the only FIB number we use. I say if I write my technical yep. analysis book, it had four pages, support, resistance, trends, and the 50% retracement. And unbelievably, we get up there, we kiss it for about a minute. And then we just collapse and we're within 15 minutes, we're red and we continue to go down throughout the day, giving it all back and up down, Dow 700 points because it sounds nicer to talk 700 points uh, with the Dow. It's the only time we use it because it sounds like such a big number, but um, it couldn't have been a worse response. So Fed not getting the response at all. With that being said, it's a nice pop, a nice Biden pop here this morning. What are you doing? Like I mean, I, I'm I'm very torn on this market. It's a so hard one. It's a hard, hard market to call. Um, I know you bought some puts, and then you were saying, "Well, that, well the the 50 percent of the 50 percent." <laughs> I know well, we got there yesterday too, right?
3: Yeah, it saved my ass. Uh, so, also, t- so,
4: tell us about the 50 percent of the 50 percent.
3: It was twenty nine ninety.
4: And where did we get down to?
3: We got to twenty nine seventy three.
4: So right there.
3: Yeah. So another, you know, and then um. I, I, probably, you know, Lisa was gone for five days. I said, I, you know, I told her I'm going to get you at the airport. I'm going to get you at the airport and I'm just looking and it's going like 29, 90, 29, And I'm like, you know what? I, I was able to sell the lower strike for, you know, quite a bit more than I paid for my uh, position. So I'm just like, okay, I, you know, I'm just gonna, and Nick has talked about this too, locking, locking it in. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna get a little You know, I would have been better off just covering that area, but I'm locked in. I'll be, you know, very, very negative right on the position, and I don't think I'm gonna try and leg out of it because you know what happens when you lift one leg. And so, uh,
4: what do you have? Which which strikes do you have? I man? went
3: way out of the money. I went like because I only went two weeks out, so I okay. went yeah, I went like the 300s and the 299s or something like that. I don't have that yeah. platform up, but. You know, and I, I, you know, you want to exit, but on the other hand, you're thinking, what if you have a big down opening tomorrow? So I think I paid like two sixty for the, for like the three, maybe there were even lower strikes than that. Whatever, I think I paid like two sixty, and I was able to sell the other ones at like five fifty. So you know, I could just let them expire. Plus, only going out thirteen days. You know, you told me on the phone. You're like, man.
4: Got to go out of ways in this. Yeah. That's how we got burned the first time. You know, obviously buying a lot yep. of puts, playing the coronavirus, it puts on LUV, we had puts on the SPY, and we yep. just didn't go far enough. And I missed it by a week on the LUV. I got bailed out because I actually had that first day of the big down move on the 24th of February still on my SPY. Yep. So that salvaged my SPY puts. But the LUV ones, I mean, if we would have went out three weeks, we would have made a lot of money on those. So it's all about going out further. That's why my second leg of insurance, I went way out to June. I don't wanna play games with it. So I don't, I'm very torn on this market. I mean, you think about the potential headline risk here and it's enormous because you know you listen to Scott Gottlieb, he's on CNBC all the time. You listen to a lot of other academics and you know doctors in this case, and they're saying this thing's gonna spread. And you gotta think that you start seeing schools closing. I mean, we saw a school in New York yesterday, but if you start seeing mass school closings, you start seeing people nervous to leave their house It's got to impact the markets. And I think that's going to happen. I'm not saying, like I said, I don't think we've got zombie apocalypse happening. The death rate on this thing appears to be pretty low. So, but if it's enough to spook everyone, that might be enough to bring the markets back down to those lows. So it's hard to just jump in. Like part of me says, oh, I've got a lot of cash right now. I raised a lot of cash, obviously, before the fall, which we had talked about. It was three weeks early. But again, I was selling up at 325, 328 SPY. We're 300 forced by, so um, they're good sales right now. I eventually need to get these stocks back. These weren't like, you know, this wasn't trade. This was long-term investment stuff going on. So I do want to rebuy some of the stuff that I sold. It's just a matter of timing it. And I don't think the bad news is all gone here yet. I think there's going to be more headlines. I do think we're going to eventually retest the low, and I would not be surprised if we take it out. So that's why I have not lifted my hedge, And I also um, have not bought back any of the stocks that I sold in my long-term account. I'm sitting with a lot of cash, but I need to eventually buy it back. I hope I don't miss it.
3: Uh, Stock Hands mentions the jobs number on Friday. I mean –
4: We got an ADP number coming out too, and if you want to just skip that. I think that's coming out in 30 seconds. Yeah. Every every number actually I think is more important now. They're all important right now. Yeah. Yeah, They're all important, so –
3: Will this will this number reflect? I don't know how much it's going to reflect of the chaos, though. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but people want to be reassured. You're right. It may not reflect the chaos, but people want to see good. Okay, make sure. Let's make sure the economy is still on solid ground. That's what they want to see. So I I would think every economic data
4: point from here. I on – I think it, so too. I think they're all important. Right, now. we're gonna find out right now. I believe it's 815. Isn't there a number? Well, we've out sold
3: today? off about thirty. Am handles. I wrong with the A15? Yeah. We didn't move. Is it? I thought there
4: was a number uh, coming out today. Yeah, ADP just came out. Okay, well, they don't
3: care.
4: every economic number is coming out. ADP just came out and increased by 183,000 jobs in February, private sector, and then went went crickets. We didn't even move a handle.
3: So, yeah, we, well, we did, uh, we did, we did back off uh, from the high, pre-market high, thirty seventy four. Could we have? When's the last time we had an inside day? I know I've said that a few well, times. Well, we're due
4: for one. I'll tell you yeah. that. we're yeah. due for an inside day. What we mean, mean by an inside day is obviously inside the high and the low from the previous day. We're due for one, Joel.
3: <laughs> if we take out that low, holy mackerel! I'm taking out tomorrow. I'm taking tomorrow off. Uh, but yesterday, it, it, uh, it,
4: we could do anything. We're getting a nice lift, but after yesterday, you know, here you are. And if you were to tell me that, you know, we're going to be trading around 306 on the SPY and they're going to cut rates just out of the blue by 50 basis points, and we're going to close significantly red on the day, you'd say you're nuts. That's exactly what happened. There's not a lot of times where the Fed comes out of the blue, cuts rates, and we go red. I mean, we do go red sometimes on these, you know, rate cuts when they're known, but it's kind of, it was early. I mean, and it was a gift to the market. So again, it was expected. So you can't just say it was completely out of the blue. It's just the timing was out of the blue. So, but you know, the, the initial lift, the news algos who bought that just got crushed again. So you got to watch, don't chase in this market. That's what it's teaching you again and again and again, is this is a market that you get punished for chasing in? It. it seems like you get a second shot. If you're coming in and buying, you know, the SPY when it just rallied, 200, hand, you know, or, or, or you know, if talk the futures, when we just rallied 200 points, you're doing it backwards. You're going to be buying when it's going down and selling when <laughs> it's going up. Fading. The fade trade has been on, and it really in the last two years, the fade trade has worked better. I mean, yeah, we had a little run there towards the end, but if you really put it in perspective, let's look. 2018, we were 292 on the SPY. Here we are a year and a half later, and we're right around there, too. If your you're fade moves, you're making money.
3: Uh, boom. What was I going to say? Well, I, you know, we were kind of poo-pooing uh, the rate cut, and I just, um, you know, have different friends that have kids in different industries. And uh, uh, one of my buddies had a – friends, Yeah, besides you and Spencer. Uh, You're your
4: friend? <laughs> coworkers. workers
3: <laughs> uh, One of my buddy's sons works in the mortgage industry, and he had like a half a dozen deals fall through last week and uh you know they were sizable deals and i think people were just uh, ah i don't want to build a new house i don't want to buy or something and i think now like those people are like who i did you know rates are coming down you know how can i you know how can i refuse so yeah. i think it was you know i mean who knows how long it takes to cycle all that through the economy and what it does but um and you know kind of a it was a boost a boost to uh, people they're you know, in the housing market, psychological, a lot of different uh, effects to that. So it was a there,
4: surprise. I'm not surprised this deal's falling apart. I mean, there's going to be a lot of issues here. Like you were saying even yesterday, Joel, even if it's stopped right now and, you know, we got it contained, there's still obviously going to be cases that we find after the fact because there's people walking around with us that don't have it. But there's been some damage in the short term to this economy. I mean, China's been off the grid here for better part of two months now. And you've got problems in Italy, you've got problems in Iran, major problems, it looks like in Iran, with even some of the leaders getting it here now. France looks like a problem here. North America is going to be a problem too. Do not kid yourself, guys. I keep, if I tweet something about this, people keep throwing at me, oh, we have 100 cases. We have six deaths or eight deaths. You know, we're in great shape. It's not the facts, guys. The reason we only have that many cases is that we aren't testing. They're going to start mass testing. Scott Gottlieb said towards the end of the week, the test kits are coming out. They're going to start testing more people. And when they start testing more people, we are going to find more cases, and we are going to hear about more deaths. It could be people dying, actually, right now from this, just getting, in, and they think it's just the regular flu, but it's not. So until we start mass testing, you're not going to see the cases really climb up. And that goes for Canada, too. Canada has only been testing travelers from China or related cases. Um, U.S. is the same thing. So once they start testing more people, there's going to be more cases. And that's why I don't want to own this market right now, because I don't think the market has a the price then.
2: And then something to keep in mind is that the, the World Health Organization low-key uh, increased the coronavirus death rate. Yeah, like, I saw it, that. It, it's now, what did they say? It's now 3.4% uh, globally, and that, that accounts for uh, you know countries that don't have health care Quite up to you know what we do. So we might
4: be in better shape here. Right. Right. At the same time, we were scared when it was two. If it's over three, this is very scary. So Again, if it but, actually but holds and think it's about, over three, right, that's scary. Like I, I just think about, you know, the the repercussions of that. If you have millions of people, let's just say, you know, this really does spread, and fifty million people get in the U.S. Well, at one percent, you're talking. 500,000 deaths, but at 3%, you're talking 1.5 million deaths. Now that's significant. That's scary. Influenza, yes, kills 80,000 a year and I can kill 1.5 million. So, you know, the arguments all along that people say, Oh, this is just like the common flu has, you know, it's been shown that it's not, I mean, look at what's happened in China. You don't, you know, take the, you know, the precautions that they did by quarantining, you know, basically the entire country and you know, spraying bleach everywhere and doing the things that they've done for the common flu. It's not the common flu. Scott Gottlieb said this is not the flu. It is more significant than the flu. Yes, it's, it's, it's a very, you know, it's got a lot of, you know, it's very similar, but the, with that fatality rate higher, that's the scary part. And if this fatality rate continues to climb because like I've said all along, I mean, the way they calculate the, the fatality rate is just stupid. They take the current cases and divide by the deaths, but people aren't dying the day they're diagnosed. So I said, you should really look back to, you know, if they're dying two weeks into the disease, we well, should look at the cases two weeks ago. Or, you know, another way to look at it is who, how, how many people have recovered and look at it that way. And you always got a higher fatality rate when you looked at it from that perspective. But if that fatality rate starts going up over 3% and we do not get this contained, this market's going to be substantially lower. All right, let's do some um, stocks here. Let's talk about some. It's a
3: stock show?
2: So individual stocks. Yeah, let's get some some uh, some charts up on the screen. Well, we had
4: GE come out this morning. People like to trade GE, even though it doesn't move that much. I like to trade GE. They came out and kind of reaffirmed guidance here this morning. Uh, they they did. They well, they
2: reaffirmed their their industrial guidance. Uh, for the quarter. Uh, they did they did say there will be a negative impact of three to five hundred million dollars on their uh, free cash flow. But in terms of earnings, it's still going to be where it was before.
4: Uh, so, and the big thing that they all put in the footnote now: says COVID nineteen is not included in the outlook.
2: No, no, <laughs> every no. Every single
4: no, no. every single earnings call now includes that footnote. You know, re- read the fine print. Um, yeah, we we we're 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 comfortable with the guidance, but where that discludes any re- anything from COVID nineteen. <laughs> so no, it means your guidance uh, is useless.
2: It no, it said beyond Q one and. Uh, we're in their Q1 right now. No, I'm sorry. Uh, their wait. Yeah. Okay. My my mistake. So I misread that. So right. So it's for Q1. So it's for the upcoming report. So a- anything beyond the upcoming report is not accounted for.
4: So, sure. stock chart here, Joel. I mean, charts are tough in this market because so much headline risk. But you know, we had a big candle yesterday. 10.67, 11.38, you're sitting in the middle of it here. I mean, I think you kind of go with the winner. You start going above 11.38, starts getting interesting from the long side. Starts going below 10.67, starts getting interesting from the short side. And I don't know, maybe we're going to have an inside day here too, but they did have guidance, so maybe you can move it back. Mm. Tough well, chart. Tough, tough chart.
3: Yeah, even for a little measly old GE. Uh, I mean, you you got – this is – you know, the two lows are pretty close to each other, right? Ten seventy-six and ten sixty seven. So you have an out, right? Maybe even I mean, if you think, you know, the upgrade, you think everything else is uh fine and dandy, you're buying it here at eleven sticks, you know, even give it to like ten forty five, you know, because you know there's in, you know there's institutional bids all the way down. I mean, there's just the way they, they trade this. So you have an out on the uh on the downside. And then on the upside, yeah, I see the 1134 and the 1138. That's a pair of highs. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm sure there's a zillion at 1139 and 1140. But, uh, I, you know, above that area, I mean, I think your range traders might have some fun in this one today. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give those parameters. I think there's still a big old gap in this one now uh, from one of the earnings reports. It's uh, still trying to get it didn't get into that gap that was from November, uh, but definitely finding support here. Uh, GE, A little bit of a range. Maybe if the market goes range-bound, this will go range-bound.
2: I want to look at some healthcare stocks because they're all moving this morning on the Super Tuesday uh, results. UNH Big time. UNH up uh, almost 9%. Uh, Cygna's up. Anthem's up. Uh, uh, the, the whole sector's up this morning.
4: Yeah, huge moves in these expected. Obviously, these were going to be attacked by Sanders. So and maybe that's why the weakness yesterday ahead. I mean, obviously, the weakness was the overall market. But I think some of these things were even more relatively weak when you look at UNH. So Biden's victory is putting a charge into all of these stocks. UNH is up 9%. CI is up 8.45%. Big components, we trade trading ETS. XLV is a pile of these in there. That's why it's up 3.2% here this morning, more so than the overall market. So just keep that in mind for you ETF traders out there that it's loaded up. But I mean, you think about all these stocks and Anthem, ANTM. So all these stocks are up this morning because of Biden.
3: Uh, keep your eye on the pre-market highs. See if that pre-market high coincides with a daily high. I'm just going to do this on UNA since there's 70 of those stocks. At uh, 287, uh, you've backed off here just a little bit. Uh, and what do you have here? Yesterday's highs? Nope. Uh I have to give you a sell zone on this one. 287, pre-market high, and then your high on the 24th of uh, February was uh, 288.99. So. There's some nice targets for you on the upside. I think over the years when you see this kind of stuff and you have big declines and then you just get like a one-time whoosh back up, a lot of times it's a good opportunity to fade it. And it all depends what your position is, what your long-term frame is on things. But
4: It looks like a fade to me, too. I'm on the same (laughs) side as you here. I look at the UNH chart. I see all kinds of overhead supply between 280 and 300 here. Lots of, for two months, a trade up in this range. It got up there yesterday and sold straight off. People are like, gift, thank you. So I would not surprise in the least if you see some profit taking here in these stocks. Um, CI is the same story. I mean, 200 to 220, a trade there from December to February all over the place. So you get back up now, at 205 right in the middle of this range. I think there's profit takers.
3: All right. Is there any other
4: uh, healthcare ones that we want to look at? Or well, is- Anthem, CI, um, You can look at well, or actually WellCare went off the board. I forgot that got taken over. So I used to trade all this group a lot. I haven't, just haven't done it as much yet. I mean, you can also look even some of like the CVS health WBA as well. All having yes, a pretty that's good CNC is up. CNC. That's another one too. That's direct play CNC. Yep. The healthcare providers are all up.
3: Yeah, Again, just keep an eye on that opening print. Look to follow through through the pre market high, and boom. Then look for your daily highs that coincide with that.
5: Jump
4: right. over. We had uh, the last big three of the three uh, Nordstrom Macy's, and we did. Oh nordstrom reported it disappointed the street jwn is trading down here in the pre-market uh first the reaction to Kohl's, which is, was incredible i mean a dog is a dog is a dog <laughs> and if you're coming in and buying coals up 10 percent percent on those numbers which were okay yesterday you're doing it wrong because what's in favor when it bounces is usually a sell and it was a sell literally right from the opening tick um and I know it was trading. How high did we get pre-market calls yesterday? KSF. Forty two. Forty two dollars. Gift. It was a gift. Forty two eighty-eight, loans.
3: actually. I remember that. Forty eighty-eight? Mm-hmm.
4: Wow. So, anyways, we're thirty-seven here now. You can forget about everybody who bought that thing, got suckered in the stock again. I mean, the guidance wasn't that great either when we really put it in perspective. 420 to 460 and think about what they're going into. I mean, This is still, you know, we've talked about travel stocks, you know, being a COVID, obviously concerns with all those stocks like your cruise lines or airlines, even Disney and the casinos, the retailers too, your traditional retailers, because if this thing starts to spread, people aren't going and going shopping at Kohl's as much as they were before. So you got to think about traditional retail being um, uh, hit by COVID as well. So 37.42, they came in as a selling opportunity, got 42.88, closes down, it's red. Hard to get interested in this name. I know the dividend is good. I know they raised the dividend. They said a lot of things, right? 7.5% now. At some point, maybe there's a buying opportunity here, but this sector is just so out of favor. There's so many better places for your money than trying to call a bottom in retail. <coughs>
3: Uh, whoosh down to 36.58. That took out the uh three lows in the 37 handle, closed 37.43. Trading up in the pre market. I don't know. I think, I think you go back down, you still find some bars in this one. You still you got three lows within the same area, so now. Instead of leaning on the low of the move, 36.58, I'd play, you know, we're 75 cents above 37. I think you still got to call uh, 37 a significant level. Uh, boom. When the last time we've been down in this area, uh, not for a long time, but overall trend, thirty six uh no there's nothing 37 just keep it on if you're looking for a swing trade maybe risk a stick here and maybe make two on it or if you get lucky it starts to turn it's something you can move your stop in but uh the trend is definitely not your friend in this one and then for, for,
2: for north yes, yeah that for which Nord- was only reported Right. For Nordstrom here, uh, yesterday after the close, the earnings per share missed, the sales missed, and they gave guidance that we can ignore because it does not reflect anything about coronavirus.
4: Again, same story. Do you think people are going to go to the malls as much in a month? I don't think so. I think this is going to start spreading in the retail, and and obviously the consumer is going to get spooked there too. So I don't want to own retail stocks right now. Twenty five dollars was the low of the move back in August of nine of twenty nineteen. I don't know if we we're eventually drifting down to that level, but that level is a hell of a lot better than thirty sixty, in my opinion.
3: Uh let's see here. Uh, you did have a spike in JWN uh, down to much lower than this, uh, down to twenty twenty nine fifty, and we rebounds and just kind of hanging here. So. I think you get back down, maybe call it 30. What, what was your low of the move here? Uh, you've been under 30 a couple times, 28.51 and 29.90. By...
4: pacemaker's going off, Joel.
3: Yeah, I know. I know. I'll take care <laughs>
4: of it here. Yeah, it happens when you get old. <laughs> he doesn't even know what to say on that. Hey, pacemaker. All right. Um,
3: <laughs> moving on here. Defibrillator. Hold on. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me put a stop. You in. need it
4: in this market, man. Clear. I need a pacemaker in this market.
3: <laughs> um, you know what I was just gonna say, and this is uh totally out of out of context here, but what a deal um Tom and shareholders got. Holy moly.
4: Get out. out. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Got... I still can't believe that they actually Who was it that acquired it? I was it SPG? The S P G, yeah, I believe so. And they're being punished for oh. it. They deserve to be punished for it. The stocks been straight down. What a, re- I don't know. That was a crazy purchase in this environment, in a, in a retail environment that's been in the gutter forever. I mean, you go and pay that kind of premium for T C O, nuts.
3: Yeah, look at that stock since they did. What what day did they do the deal, Spencer? A month ago,
4: Can't... and it's and and yeah, SPG SPG was... actually rallied on it that day, and we didn't get it at all. I mean, now you look at it, and obviously market effects here too, but down. February, it was coming. February 10th, so it was three weeks. We got a nice dividend, six point seven seven percent. Simon Property Group. Um, I don't know. February... The trend's not your friend here at all.
3: Unbelievable! Where was this thing? February 10th, it closed at one forty three oh eight. It's lost nice 20, 20 bucks on it. I mean, I'm happy about it because, you know, it's a local company, you know, Alfred Tobman, Michigan grad, Michigan based company. So I'm sure it bailed out a lot of shareholders on that one. I mean, they still way off the all time high. But just speaking of retailers, I mean, I never went to malls before. So, I mean,. I don't know, unless I had a one item specifically that I needed, but uh, sorry for that little tangent there, Spencer. Well, a lot of
4: a lot of tickers coming out of the chat here. Uh, I want to go Virtue Financial first. I do own this in my long-term portfolio. It has had an incredible run. I'm back in the green in this thing after being down significantly. There, this is the run, this is the volatility play. If you're wondering why this is going straight up, it's high frequency trading firm. They make more money in these markets. Just like I make more money in these markets, they make more money in these markets too. When the volatility goes up, they're gonna be making more money. So this is a play on volatility. It always goes up when the VIX goes up. With that being said, also, um, I don't think that they want Sanders either. So I can't see that result really hurting it here this morning, Uh, but if volatility continues to be escalated, the stock could continue to perform. It's been a nice run, though. So you start thinking, you get up to $22. You know, i am not trying to call a top, but I guess I am. $22 would be a little bit overhead supply. Where those three You're starting high. to run an overhead supply issue here. It's yeah, has a good we, move.
3: Yeah, it has been one hell of a move. Yeah, uh, I'm more yet. inclined
4: to eventually ring the register on this one, I think, as opposed to jumping in now. But if volatility escalates, it'll continue to climb. 20, if VIX yeah. starts to come back down, this will come down. This is a VIX play
3: uh twenty twenty sixty one yesterday's high uh but look at spencer can you show the daily up uh from the end of september uh, yeah mid september Look at all those highs, 2048, 2064, 2064, 2094, 2070, 2049.
4: You're trying to talk me out of (laughs) the stock right now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just giving you – there was resistance in this area back in September, and it stopped there yesterday. So if anything, it's just not going to – I don't think it's just going to blow through it, especially with all these people – that have been scooping it up since that time, right? People yeah, there's just,
4: some people up to money in this now.
3: A lot, yeah.
4: This yeah. is a VIX play. It's just a play on the VIX. So if you bring up the VIX and chart these two things against each other, you will definitely see a correlation there. So it's a conservative VIX play.
2: All right, let's bring on our guest uh, today, Ivan Feinseth. He's a partner and CIO at Tigris Financial Partners. Ivan, good morning.
3: Ivan, can you hear me?
2: me? Ivan, you with us? Yes, how are you? We got it.
5: How are you? Good. How are we doing, Ivan? Very good, especially that we're going to see a huge open again this morning.
2: Well, yeah, that's what we've been trying to kind of wrap our heads around here is, is what is your take on this market? It seems like you know Super Tuesday, coronavirus, Fed, whatever, we're just kind of trying to find our footing here.
5: Well, the Fed rate cut while... It came as a surprise and was so large that it could have maybe appeared to be desperate. But I was a little surprised that they did 50 basis points. I would have thought they would do you know 25 and see if you need another 25. But yeah. this just shows to me, I've said that Powell is the most market-friendly Fed I have ever seen. I mean, I know everybody loved Greenspan, called him the maestro. Powell is the maestro. Well, he's and, scared of Trump uh, too. He's a little, it seems like know. he's a little I, bit scared of Trump. I, I, I don't know if he is. I really think that, uh, you know, President Trump in public says, Jerry, I want lower rates. You got to lower the rates. And in his office, he goes, Jerry, you're doing a great job. Thanks so much for the work." <laughs> yeah, <right probably>. cut. <laughs> I appreciate it. Because, I mean, uh, Greenspan used to say his job was to fight inflation. Powell has said, my job is to keep this party going as long as possible and as far as possible. He has said he's committed to keeping the economic boom going, to keeping the market going. I mean, you can't, and he's been pretty clear. He's also, you know, very clear in his um, uh, you know, press conferences and his uh, addresses to uh, Congress. And um, he says I, he wants to get in front of every possible problem. So he's increasing liquidity here.
2: All right. So, and, so that, that being said, that being said, will they lower again when they meet?
5: I, I don't think so, because, you know, the one problem is uh, on that 50 basis point move is, uh, you know, when you're dealing with uh, less than 2 percent to start with, you don't got much to work with. Not like back in the day yeah. when Greenspan was up at about 8 percent. Then you got a lot to move. Um, uh, and Bernanke then, you know, moved rates down significantly during the, the crisis. So, you know, Powell, he doesn't have a lot to work with, but. He does well with what he's working with.
4: Is there a chance they go negative rates?
5: Um, no, I don't think the Fed goes negative rates. You could see, in theory, the market go negative rates on the short-term uh, T-bills. I don't think that happens. and I know Trump wants negative rates because he said, in Europe they have negative rates. I-, I want negative rates. It's actually not a good thing. I mean, at some point, negative rates is a sign that there's a major problem. So you yeah. really don't want negative rates. I would yeah. say, President Trump, you really don't want, you know, be careful what you wish for and the flip side is the clarity in the election now is that, you know, it's going to be Biden uh, versus Trump. I, I I had originally thought from the very beginning, almost a year ago, it would have been uh, Biden and Warren. You would have had Sleepy Joe and Pocahontas, which <laughs> Trump would have loved. But uh, I think Warren's uh, very poor performance and the fact that she didn't carry her own state kind of eliminates any possibility that she'll be uh, potentially biden's vice presidential candidate i think uh the ticket could be biden harris or biden klobuchar
4: a couple of people are in chat, I just want to take it back to the interest rates for a second because the banks got rocked yesterday. Obviously then they don't want lower rates here. We get the fifty base point cuts, they got hit pretty much right off the hop. And a lot of the banks have now given back, and I mean given back their entire rally for twenty from twenty nineteen. And a lot of these had really good rallies in twenty nineteen. You look at Bank America in the last basically three weeks, we're down from thirty-five dollars to twenty-seven. If you look at Citigroup, it's down from eighty down to oh, sixty-six dollars. <laughs> Are these? Um, and if people are asking in the chat. are uh, at some point in time, you look and you think, "Wow, these things are cheap from a valuation perspective." Are, are they cheap, uh, or do they get cheaper?
5: No, though they are cheap. And what banks need is a positively sloped yield curve. We don't really have that right now. Well, it's with the rate cut becoming more so. It's only slightly positive. You got the three months at. 185 uh, to me at 85 basis points and you got the 10 year at 1% and the 30 year at so it's it did steepen you know banks make money on the spread not make money on the absolute amount of yeah. rate. yeah and banks make money now so many other ways with fees and uh other services so i think my favorite bank right now is citibank my second favorite bank is jp morgan only because um would you Jamie be a buyer at these levels just a, Absolutely i 'd be a buyer of Citibank JP Morgan, and Goldman Sachs, so my two main financial service choices are Citibank and Goldman Sachs, but I also of course love JP Morgan because everybody loves Jamie Dimon. He does a phenomenal job, and the yield and the 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 dividends are incredible you got over three percent on Citibank, and I think you have almost four percent holding on j p Morgan. The yield on J p Morgan is um, oh'm sorry three three percent on both three uh, uh, three hundred eight on j p Morgan and uh, 321 on Citibank.
3: We're on the line with Ivan Feinseth partner and CIO of Tigris financial partners. Ivan, I think part of the reaction yesterday, uh, you know, you had the pop off the rate cut is that, is this a, is this a financial problem here? I mean, is this something that you can, what's going on? What's timing the markets now is, you know, uh, something that country hasn't faced in a long time. Uh, so throwing money at it is nice, and it's cute, and it, you know, gives the market a pop, but this is not a financial problem.
5: Well, I mean, there, there's panic. This coronavirus has caused a panic. And I've said, you know, nobody makes money panicking, but it is a panic, even though if you put it into perspective to the coronavirus cases and deaths versus just a traditional flu, Um, The average people, uh, you get 48 million flu cases a year and about less than 20,000 deaths. We've had 90,000 coronavirus cases known reported and a little over 3,000 deaths. And you could say the percentage of deaths, I mean, it's much more fatal, the coronavirus, but we actually don't have accurate reporting of the coronavirus. It could be much more, bringing the fatality number down lower. But you've had... um, Tuesday, Target was supposed to had their uh, was planning to have their analyst meeting at the New York Stock Exchange live. They canceled the meeting and went to a webcast. Nvidia was hosting a developer uh, conference at the end of March with an analyst day around the conference, and they went to a, um, a online conference and they they postponed the analyst day. Uh, Google uh, has canceled its um, May scheduled developers conference. Um, There's been uh, a lot of uh, conferences and events that have been canceled to try to minimize travel. So unfortunately, the travel stocks have really gotten pounded, including the cruise stocks. Um, So this, in theory, in the near term could take a toll on the economy. You have many companies bringing down expectations because of the coronavirus. I, I, I believe... This will pass, so I think this is a buying opportunity. I'm sorry. I mean, go on.
2: What, what about from any of the stocks in, in your coverage? Uh, you, you cover some video game stocks, some media stocks, uh, or tech stocks, not really video game stocks, but tech, tech stocks, um, uh, a lot of consumer stocks. What have you uh, heard or seen from any of the companies in in, in your coverage that, that maybe wasn't already out there?
5: Um, well, as expected, they are all... Concerned over negative impact and have brought down expectations, especially the cruise industry. I think things like Norwegian Cruise Lines, it was doing so well. It was almost $60 a share. It's down yeah. to um, $36 a share. I think that's a screaming buy. Uh, the cruise industry, Norwegian just launched their newest ship, the Norwegian Splendor. It was the most expensive ship ever built per berth. It's an ultra luxury ship, and still the. Um, Regent suite on the ship which goes for 11,000 a night is booked until almost the end of the year. So even if you wanted to go on the Regent stay in the Regent suite at 11,000, you couldn't do it till next year.
4: Ivan, would you go on so a cruise right now?
5: Oh, absolutely. I'd go on I'll tell you what, I would go on a cruise almost anywhere and I would fly on a, a Boeing 737 Max to get there.
4: <laughs> Conway's going to keep going with Ivan here. <laughs>
5: I I think, I mean, you know, obviously, this
4: priced in, they've priced in an epic disaster here uh, in these cruise lines. And if this does pass, these cruise lines, I agree with you, will be a buy. It's just a matter of when it passes, the timing of it, like how quickly this passes and how long. Like, I know Kramer, he says, you know, when the CMG got, he said this on Mad Money last night, when it had the Eco Line, the confidence was down. It took 18 months. I don't know if there's statistics behind that or not, but we're a long ways away from 18 months on this. COVID-19.
5: Well, I, I, I can give you some statistics. Oh, excellent. Um, we
4: love We love it.
5: Okay. So seven out of the last 11 epidemics, including things like H1, SARS, MERS, um, what have you, seven out of 11 times, the market was higher three months later. 11 out of 11 times, the market was higher six months later. The situation, while very unfortunate with um, Chipotle, took longer because it was a specific reason that they had to come up with a specific solution to them where um, the, the, the negative impact of the hit to the market has not lasted. It's recovered in a relatively short period of time. And uh, while we're probably ways away from getting a um, vaccine on the coronavirus, uh, we are heading into warmer weather, which does help. So spring is on the way. And like Chauncey Gardner said, in being there in the spring, there will be growth. All
2: right. Ivan Feinseth is a partner and CIO at Tigris Financial Partners. Ivan, as always, thanks for the time and the insights. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Uh, 8.46 here. Is it still quiet out there, relatively speaking?
4: Dennis? Yeah. I I mean, we're just chopping around a little bit, trying to find our footing. I think you're going to see some extreme moves here. Like, and, and you know you can always look at the pre market and stuff moves around in after hours and pre market, but really the big money comes in after nine thirty. So you get a feel for it here, but we're gonna have some big swings here today. Don't be surprised if we could end up giving this back. Don't be surprised if we turn around and just start ripping here. I tend to think we might come back in a little bit but I don't know I, w- I would be looking if we did come back in as yesterday's lows as maybe as a trading opportunity there you get anywhere near 298, 299, 300 on SPY if that's to happen to scenario analysis I think you'll find buyers there and on the same story you get anywhere near yesterday's highs I mean it's a long ways away I don't think you're gonna but think about even where we were before the Fed cut with 309, 310 you probably find sellers up there too I think there's a lot of overhead supply here when you start getting up to the 309, 310 area I don't think are ripping higher. There's no I don't see the catalyst to really rip us higher. I mean, unless you think the vaccine's gonna come sooner than expected, and they're saying, you know, it's three months away from trials and you know, probably six months to nine months away, maybe or even maybe even longer, twelve months away from having any use to us. I mean, it's going to get worse. I mean, it's probably going to spread in the short term, and it's probably going to get worse. Is that all priced in here? I don't think so. That's why I'm more of a, a seller of the rip. So I think today is another gift. Just like I said yesterday, I felt I said it yesterday on the show when we were trading 309 SPY. I was like, if you were long on margin, I'd be looking at this opportunity to lighten up. If you wanted to lighten up, you had a great gift yesterday. You're getting another gift here this morning. So there's lots of chances. So if you know this thing does continue to go down and starts to get ugly, you had a lot of chances to get out. I'm comfortable with where I'm at. If we were to fall 20% from these levels, I'm comfortable with my current holdings. Um if we're to rally from here, I uh, I'm obviously going to regret not buying some stocks, but I don't think we're ripping higher.
3: I think you have um underneath demand too. I I really do. A
4: little think, bit. You yeah, get down to the 290s you do.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because I think I think bulls and bears are kind of like, battling. Yeah, they're scratching their head right now. You know, the Bulls thought they, you know, woo-hoo, man, we got the rate cut, boom, boom, boom. And the Bears battled back and they got it back down under 3,000. And uh, maybe we'll just like, maybe just 3,000 to 3,100, you know, pick your poison. I mean, obviously I like to lead on uh, double bottoms here and you do, based on the 24 hour market, you do have a double bottom above the low, Um you know, we've what made four higher lows in a row here, or three higher lows. Let me go to the chart. So um, I just think people are gonna. I just think there's, you know, it's a good market now because people there's indecision. Bulls are trying to figure out what the hell to do. Bears are trying to figure out what to do. You got uh, your, two hundred points above the low at twenty eight fifty three and a quarter. No one got a shot at that twenty eight eighty nine and a quarter on uh, on Monday. Because it was in the uh, after hours, and then 29.76.50. I mean, three and a half points. I'm not gonna squawk it. That not call that a double bottom. So um, we got. I think we got a range. Hopefully, we found a range.
4: Jerry in the chat's asking why is Mastercard trading up eight bucks. I mean, it's just up two point eight percent. It's a little bit higher beta, so it's kind of in line with fair value. Really, when you're talking the SPY is up two percent, Mastercard will always be up a little bit more than the overall market. But what a ridiculous open yesterday in MasterCard. And um, the stock opened way, way, way too high. It opened up, I believe, I'm trying to grab the opening tick. It opened right at the highs. I like three, four, op- I, I think it opened right at the high the opening tick. tick. 3.14.59. It was just like ridiculous. Um, people just got to get in there. I own MasterCard in the long-term portfolio, but that was way overdone. I mean, we were up slightly in the overall market. Well, actually, we were down for a bit. And then MasterCard opens up six bucks. Um, and, you know, obviously in the markets, we, we saw those buy imbalances. Those ended up working out because we were down about 20 handles. And I said on the show, I said, I wouldn't be surprised we'd go green before they open. We did. Um, I made some money because of that, just looking at the imbalances, um, saying we are probably going to open yeah, higher. Yeah, you did. That was a good call. Yeah. And But MasterCard opened way too high. Apple opened up 5 bucks too. Way too high. These stocks opened at the opening tick and then tanked. So, again, you look at MasterCard now and you think, okay, you get 305 306 You got people that want to. So overhead supply issues in MasterCard too. I am talking, that's my book. I do this, Have and this is my long-term portfolio, but I've had it in there for a decade. I'm not selling it. Um, I, I, I think path of least resistance for a lot of these stocks is still lower.
3: Man, on this one, I mean, if you, you know, and without splitting hairs, you, I mean, you're still not too far from all-time highs in this one. Like if you, I know you're not considering selling it, but I mean, I think on a percentage basis, this thing is is held up fair. I mean, at, you know, 300 bucks, I think it's held up pretty well. Uh, Looking at the range from yesterday, wow, we're trading up eight sticks. How's that with the market? The market's up 2.7. It's up a little bit more than the That's right, but it
4: has a higher beta. Yeah, okay. I I trade, like, so fair value. This is my specialty, guys, fair value. Yes, so sir. stocks are trading. Mastercard's got a little higher beta. If market's up two percent, Mastercard's usually up three. It's right in line. Visa, the same story. Two point six eight percent. A little bit higher beta. AMD. I often say this type of market's a little bit different. There, it often is two over two times as much, but it's not. You know, holding to that right now. A lot of the, the correlations are dropping a bit, just because all stocks seem to be moving together here right now. I mean, I look at my screen right now. It's incredible to look at it. I've got about you know 200 stocks on my screen where I can see what they're doing. The only stock besides you know besides obviously you know there's, there is some other you know, smaller companies that are red, but the main stock out of like S and P components is red is Nordstrom. Everything is green. Everything is green. UNH is up 27 bucks, Joe. UNH is up 27 dollars, up 10 percent now. That's talking about. And maybe it just gets overdone, but you get near 300, it's gonna be a short opportunity here. I'd love to see that go up another 10 points. I'd try to short it. Trying to call the top. Look at UNH on the 300. Okay. I'm Look at all those it. highs in the chart.
3: Boom, boom, boom. Going to university. Of this Manhattan. sets up.
4: I mean, I, 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 oh, I've call toss, but I'll call top on that one. I'll try it.
3: And you got a gap to fill. The, get out there at 297.75, Dennis, because uh, 97.89 fills. Uh, you, wait, did you have a gap there? Yeah, you we? do.
4: Yeah, I yeah. see this gap you're looking at. Yeah. 298.61. So 298. The Biden yeah. pop is overdone on these, in my opinion. I think when you look at these couple, you know, a week later, I think there's going to give some of it back. But, you know, yeah. these things can go. And you got to be careful. Anything a trade, have, you know, your contingency plan, too, as if it doesn't work out. Um, lots of Let's go a few tickers. And maybe, Joel, you can stay on for an extra minute or two because there's a lot of tickers in the chat. and We're sorry. You know, we're trying to get to them all. I'm going to go back in the chat a little bit here. Um, Juan was asking about Delta, D-A-L. Obviously, the airlines were. How did the Warren buy do? Yeah, and it was faded too immediately. Delta opened up near the high, <sighs> straight down. So we again, Whoa. we we poo-pooed that on the show. We said, look, he's got seventy million shares. He bought another nine hundred thousand. Yes, it's a vote of confidence, but come on, is that worth six percent more? Because Warren added one percent to his positions. Come on. Anyway, so it came back down. Airlines are still ground zero. I retweeted somebody's tweet that was going on a flight to Italy, and there was nobody on the plane. It was literally empty. So, I mean, there is issues with airlines right now. Some people are definitely scared to fly. You're going to see the airline earnings come down, at least for the current quarter, significantly here. I don't want to own any airlines.
3: Yeah, wow. Wow, that really came in yesterday once again. Uh, the importance of uh, you know that opening tick, that opening uh, few minutes of trading, a lot of trading systems, algorithms are just basing on an opening price. So something we'd like to emphasize here on, on the show. What about Campbell's Soup? you got to think that there's been a big spike in people buying canned food supplies.
5: Well,
2: their earnings I- were the yeah and the earnings are out yep earnings are out this morning uh and they not only did they beat but they raised their earnings their EPS guidance for the year
4: i guess i mean yeah is this a short term pop though because what joel's saying i kind of think it is i think there's people going out i bought more canned foods i filled up my pantry just in case i end up getting quarantined a lot of other people might be doing the same thing here right now so short term it's good news long term it's still they make soup so is this like, you know, gonna be maybe a Costco went up ridiculous though, so it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, Costco can go up thirty <clears throat> points on a couple pictures online. You know, people start rumoring that, oh yeah, people are loading up on canned goods. You could see how this could, you know, take off, you know, in the short term. I could see it. So I don't want to be short it, but I'm not chasing up five and a half percent either.
2: They make more than just
4: soup Dennis. Jeez. what else do they make? They make um like V eight juice and they make canned they, Joel's right. Can can goods. <laughs> we'll put it all under canned goods. All right. They're fine. in my pantry right now. They, they make bread. They have a lot of breads. All right. Anyway, moving on. Bread.
2: Yeah, like they have like they, like they they own brands that make bread, like Pepperidge Farms or whatever.
4: They make a lot. Oh, um,
3: really? Okay. Yeah. Well. Phew. I mean, if you were looking at this stock a couple days ago and you saw it take what forty three thirty five, and now you're seeing it up here at fifty fifty. I don't know. I don't know what your target is out there, people. So if you have a short term target, pre market high is fifty seventy three. I'm looking at the monthlies here, and you know this thing could easily fall back. You had three monthly highs, uh, right at forty nine fifty. So. There's the 49, 50, 50, 73 trading range. Dennis, is there any, any possibility that, uh, you know, the book could hold this down for a lower open? I mean, it's not a heavily traded stock, but. At
4: 50? Yeah. Possible. I don't have my book open right now. Okay. JV Speck, if you're in the chat, is there anything at 50? It's possible, Joel. That's a okay. good call, actually. It's only trade 11,000 shares. I bet there is some size. JV Speck, if he's there. Anyways um, I can go and try to open my book too I just don't have it open here yet but I bet you know there's a there's a possibility that there could be some size offered at 50 and what Joel means by that is there's uh, New York orders that aren't uh, active until 9:30 and often they you know institutions will throw them out on the primary exchange that could hold down the open below 50 so um, we'll find out if JV specs there or I can go and open my book here just quickly could, could do a few more not much JV specs there he says is not much in CPB so I guess that's off the table
2: Right, a couple more from the chat. Uh, someone had mentioned Home Depot a while back.
4: Upgrade, right?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. He got an upgrade this morning from Nomura. Gave it uh, a, a buy rating and a $251 price target.
4: Here, you know, it's a, an, a situation where you understand too. It's upgrades, downgrades. They don't matter as much in this market right now. Like look at Home Good Depot. Time. It's up 2%. The market's up 2%. I mean, here you are, you get upgraded and you think, oh yeah, it's going to rip. But because the market is up and the market's wild right now, everything just kind of moves together. So um, if you're buying stocks up 1% when the market's flat because Home Depot's upgraded, I mean, it's a way to lose money right now because upgrades and downgrades aren't as meaningful in this environment right now. They are on the small stuff, but on the mega caps, they're not moving stocks much right now. And the analysts are somewhat quiet here too. And for obvious reasons, I mean, usually Tuesday is one of our biggest days, meaning you know Tuesday night and Wednesday morning from analyst perspective. They're quiet. And the reason they're quiet is like what you want to, you're writing a research paper on a company here right now and you're seeing all this market volatility and you're going to, you know, do it from, you know, just a company perspective. There's a lot of unknowns, you know, what COVID's going to do. You're you're just going to hold on to that report for a little bit. Maybe you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's for an extra week or two just to make sure, you know, this market looks like it's stabilized before I throw in that upgrade. So we are seeing some analyst action. But again, the analysts are more quiet than normal right now, and that is because of the market environment that we're in.
3: Uh, uh, JV Spec, what is that? That's uh, that's only fifteen thousand at uh, at fifty. That's oh, on I,
4: Campbell's. Yeah, uh, I said there's yeah. not much there. Mm,
3: no, uh, Home Depot. Um, it's one of those stores that I go to all the time, and I think my average purchase price is like nine dollars and eighty-two cents. <laughs> I'm not in there buying like two by fours. Um, it's hard to turn down the hot dog, though, when you're walking out of there. Uh, Home Depot's yeah. hot dogs?
4: Oh, the mm-hmm. hot dog cart?
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're pretty good. Uh, I don't even know if they're doing that now. But uh, two. you haven't hit yesterday's high, and that's what you want to see. You want to see 235.82. Uh, the fact that what is your pre-market high? Your pre-market high is 234.74. So. Pair highs up there. You had your four day high at uh, 234.82 and then the other one at 235.82. So, 35.32, I'll call that uh, you get back up there. I think you see some offers here at Home Depot.
4: Quick and look before we go. Sure. Um, they're, they're big buys. Obviously, markets up substantially. So, it's not surprising that there is some substantial buys here this morning. But with that being said, I'll just give you a few highlights. IBM, one hundred and eleven thousand to buy. Um, that's an imbalance. How like f- If it gets up near one thirty four, one thirty five, like yesterday's high, I'd be fading it, in my opinion. AT&T, sure. two hundred ninety six thousand to buy. Verizon, one hundred twenty one thousand to buy. CVS, eighty six thousand to buy. We know healthcare providers too are going to be up substantially. To give you UNH is forty nine thousand to buy. Uh, CI, if you want to look at that one, is ten thousand smaller stock, so it's not as significant, but that's still significant for that stock. Um, almost all buy and balance across the board. House of Mouse, Disney, 166000 to buy. Ugly days for all these stocks yesterday. It's a little kickback rally. These are stocks that I think I would be selling Disney and the travel stocks on the rally. Do you think they're going to close Disney World? Yes, I do. I do too. And uh, what's that going to do to the stock? I mean, we, we didn't talk, we talked about this on the pre premarket show a couple days ago, but I think eventually Disneyland, California, Disney World, and Florida close. I I think think maybe it doesn't happen until like we're ways away from it. Yeah, May, maybe April or May. But I I don't even know if we're that far. I think with I think in a month, like it's going to if they start to spread and we start seeing cases. I think we have three down. Do we three in Florida so far? How many in Florida? I don't don't know. know. Uh, There's a few in Florida already, but it starts spreading around. I think that they will temporarily potentially close the parks, and that's not going to be good for these either. I love Disney. Um, I think long-term is going to be a buying opportunity. I think you might get a shot eventually at this at a hundred bucks. And you know what? It gets down to a hundred bucks. I'm probably going to put it in my long-term investment account. 118, I think you're early. I don't think this story is over yet. I think you can get another chance just because this is a little bit ground zero too. They've closed China. They've closed Tokyo. I think eventually they're going to close all the parks just because they don't spread. Yep. And especially
2: think about the summer, it gets warmer, more people travel. Yeah. they'll they'll try to head that off, I think.
4: Uh, I think so, too.
2: Just a prediction. Okay, if you missed any part of our show, you can always give it a rewatch on YouTube or catch a podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or tune in for a free two-week trial and subsequent discount to Benzinga Pro. It's our real-time news platform. Click on the link in the description of our YouTube video. Uh, It'll get you a free two-week trial and then a a discount on the subscription should you choose to uh, keep it. Uh, you can always give us a call, 734-494-0246. Or email us, benzinga.com. Thanks to our guest today, Ivan Finseth, And thanks to all of you in our chats on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow.